This is Copilots, the podcast where we watch not just the first episode of a show, but also the second. Some shows just don't have the best pilot episode, and giving it that second chance might just sway your mind. Here we take that chance for you and let you know our opinions on if it deserves more than one shot. I'm Justice, alongside me is my co-pilot Josh. Now, let's get ready for takeoff. Your in-flight entertainment this week will be... It's Bruno. Bruno is a 2019 comedy brought to you by Netflix. It actually was nominated for an Emmy for Best Short Form Comedy of that year. I bet it was. I, I wouldn't know that. I don't pay attention to award shows, award ceremonies, or anything. Unless it like throws it all over its like title page, display, case, whatever the fuck I'm looking at before I buy it. I'll have no fucking idea. I'm just impressed that this was nominated for an Emmy. I didn't know Emmys took trash. We haven't gotten to the show yet. And I get yelled at for saying things before that. Fair. Okay, so you want to give us a like concept of what It's Bruno is about? It's about a guy who owns a dog. Is the guy Bruno? No, 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 Bruno's the dog. Okay, cool. So the first episode is Operation Turkey Meat. Yeah. And the beginning of the show, it's just showing this guy and his dog like playing around and this guy has an obsessive relationship with the dog. Um, yeah, like, at, at first it's him and his dog, like, running around, walking outside. And then when it goes into their house, he's brushing his dog. Yeah, that's fine. Then he's brushing his dog's teeth, which, I mean, some people do it, yeah. Then he cooks his dog a lunch. And the entire time we're seeing, like, pictures on, like, tables and stuff of the dog. Which, I mean, okay, if you live alone and you want pictures and you, you kind of view your dog as your child, which some people do... And, like, yeah. that, that's starting already to branch into weird, but, like... But this guy is repping his dog, Bruno, hard. He's got Bruno on his coffee mug. He's got three large canvas art prints of his dog. His, his home's decoration are art prints, canvas art prints of his dog. Yeah. And, like, he cooks his dog lunch with an entire package of turkey, which is ridiculous. We see him put it in the fridge with, like... I want to say, like, 10 to 12 more cooked things for his dog's lunch. And that's just on the front end of his rear, just so when we actually filled it all the way to the back, it's probably more like 24. Mm-hmm. And for his food, the man just fixes himself a Hot Pocket. This guy cares so much more about his dog than himself that it's a little insane. Yeah. I, I get there are people, like, if you own a pet, you should probably care more about the pet than yourself. Yeah, it's just kind of, you know, being responsible. Like, hey, this thing's life is in my hands. But this guy takes it a step further. Yeah. It's insane. Um, while he just used all the turkey meat for his dog's lunch, he, while well, he eats, adds turkey to a shopping list and then grabs a leash off the wall. One of many. He has like four leashes for this one dog. Yeah. One very small dog. Bruno is a puggle, a pug beagle mix. So it's a small dog. No, puggle is just a pug. That's, that's the proper name for pug. No, no. A puggle is a pug beagle. Nope. Dude, no. So... He has this pug beagle mix, and he has multiple leashes for it, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I doubt it's going to be doing much damage to those leashes. So, he takes his dog out on the walk to go get some more turkey. At this point, we cut to the title screen. It says, it's Bruno. Yeah. And then we cut to the man and his dog approaching a street corner. And there is another man and his dog waiting at a crosswalk. And the other man is like, hey, 
nice dog. And then our character, we don't have the name of yet. She's like, nice dog do. And then proceeds the game of one-upmanship. Yeah, they start an obedience competition, really. The first guy's like, hey, my dog, Angie, sit. Sit. And then our main character guy's like, hey, Bruno, sit. Both dogs have so far sat. They are one and one. So then that guy's, Angie, lay down. And she does it. And then main character tells Bruno to lay down. And Bruno just looks at him. Yeah. And he loses. So the other guy gives him a smug looking like, yeah, whatever, and walks off across the crosswalk. And our main character looks at Bruno and he's like, you gotta gotta go down when I say go down. You can't embarrass me like that. This isn't over. So Bruno and his owner continue walking. Mm Mm-hmm. And they come up on a... I'm assuming a grandmother and her granddaughter. Yeah, she's... Just by age disparity, it seems. She doesn't look elderly, but she's... She is older and green around her 50s. hair. And the girl appears to be, like, maybe anywhere eight. between the age of 8 to 12, because I'm very bad at aging small children. They're just, like... It, it doesn't eh. help that my, that most of my interactions with small children are through television, where they're all played by children that are much older than they are. Exactly. So, But this woman, without asking the owner, without making any, like appropriate steps stops and just starts petting this man's dog which is even i that's just a social faux pas even i a man who does not like dogs knows is the wrong thing to do yeah one the dog could bite also it's not your fucking dog yeah you don't just do that and so bruno's owner is like hey no what are you doing you don't pet my dog yeah don't pet my dog she's like i was just being nice so it's a cute dog and he's like Oh, yeah? And, and then start... he starts petting the woman's granddaughter. Which, assumed granddaughter. Which sounds totally wrong out of context. Yeah, he's just petting like the side of her face. And the woman's like, what are you doing? She's a human being. And he's like, yeah, well, he's a human being too. Yeah. And, and then... walks past her. Yep. Yeah. Continuing on this walk that is part, I don't know, and part Expo- Bruno's yeah. owner gets harassed by various people for no reason. Yeah, long-form exposition, it seems, almost, but the show's not very long, so just exposition the show. Again, this is one of, this was nominated for an Emmy for Best Short-Form Humor, and the funniest thing about it is the fact that none of it makes fucking sense. Everyone just hates this guy, it seems. Yeah. yeah. Or just generally dislikes him. So at this point, there's a, there's a guy, and he kind of looks like a typical, a typical like Brooklyn douchebag like you would see in a movie or a TV show. He's like wearing a sweat, a tracksuit kind of thing. Has on some mildly looking expensive shoes or kicks, as the kids call them, I believe. And like a gaudy necklace of some sort. I didn't yep. actually get a look at it, but. And he's just sitting on his stoop, doing nothing with his life, but sitting on his stoop. That way he can ha- yell out at other people in the neighborhood. And as Bruno and his owner come by, the guy starts yelling about Charlie, which apparently is what this man calls Bruno. Because apparently he named Bruno after himself because he is. Charlie, as he insists, daddy. So the way I understood this sentence is Bruno's actual father, like the dog that fathered Bruno, is named Charlie, which is which is either owned by or named after this man who is named Charlie. That's how I interpreted this, because he specifically says that Charlie is named after his daddy who is named after him. Well, he, he says Charlie's named after his daddy, and then... The our main character says he's Bruno's daddy, so I'd assumed it was just an, uh, the guy saying that like 
he owns Charlie, even though he clearly doesn't like you calling himself Charlie, the dog's daddy. Like that thing where people as owners call themselves the father or mother of oh, said. A hundred percent. I can see where you, could, where you could get that interpretation. But he says that, that Charlie is named after his daddy who is named after him. There, there's a, there's a, there's, I don't know, man. There's I, a I, middle individual there. Honestly, I don't know. And honestly, I don't care. Yeah. Um, anyways. This interaction is just this guy calling the dog by the wrong name and the owner of said dog getting annoyed by it. Justifiably. It, yeah, and the guy's like, nah, his name's Bruno, call him by his right name or call him nothing. Everybody in this neighborhood knows the dog's name is Charlie. And then the man starts calling the guy nothing, and it develops into this whole gag, and in his senior year in shop class, he does it really No, funny. no, 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 that's, uh, that's a movie, that's an entirely different thing. So... I was thinking of the book, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> so then, Charlie, not Charlie, actually, Bruno, hmm, yeah, and his owner are continuing walking and the, the owner like stops this homeless guy's cart with his foot yep um because the cart was almost was going to hit bruno even though the cart was directly at the owner and the dog was off to the side almost standing in the street actually which is an entirely different issue yeah anyways um the owner we learn his name now his name is malcolm gets mm-hmm. into an argument with this guy pushing this cart whose name is carl they don't say it but it does say carl's cart on the cart they, they do say it because they don't say it right away though they're oh, saying no. like we know it immediately though because the cart does say carl's cart yeah and apparently carl sells stolen goods in order to pay for his crack addiction no 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 carl has a permit and he is a legitimate vendor he just doesn't want to take the time to go through all the paperwork to show Malcolm and Malcolm ask. Yeah, that's why his nickname in the neighborhood's Crackhead Carl. Hey, what he smokes should not matter and shouldn't go in front of his name. Yeah, you're, you're, you're taking the side of a crackhead. A homeless man that's a crackhead. Or maybe he's not. Maybe Malcolm's just an asshole. We have no context. Yes. We have no context with this. Malcolm is definitely crack. an asshole. This guy's a crackhead. Anyways, moving on from that scene, which does nothing for the show at all. No, no, no. It does one thing. It actually gives us Malcolm's name. My bad. You're right. And we know that Carl has deals on some days where he sells everything for five bucks. No, no, for everything for five dollars off, which means the plunger is free. Because oh yeah, because yeah, he says the plunger is five bucks. No, he says everything is five dollars off. The steak, the plunger, and goes through some other stuff. But that plunger is one of those shitty plungers you could get at Walmart for like four ninety seven. You don't know what his normal markup is. He stole it. He can't sell more than the place he stole it from. Yes, he can. That's not how econ- economics work. Supply and demand. Someone really needs that fucking plunger. You're selling it for 20 bucks. Okay, anyways. Malcolm gets to the bodega where he normally buys his turkey at. And they don't have the turkey. They stop selling it. Because he has to buy fancy-ass fucking turkey for his dog. Yep. The bodega owner actually has a kind of funny scene where she snaps at Malcolm. But that's the closest to funny this episode. No. that That's the second closest to funny this episode beca- gets. Because the funniest is when he's just petting the woman's granddaughter oh no i thought the funniest was coming up still yeah i thought that was a mildly funny moment um so then malcolm and bruno head to the supermarket yeah malcolm doesn't want to do this because the supermarket won't let him bring bruno in yeah unlike the bodega so the i'm assuming store manager not owner because it is an actual grocery market (laughs) it seems not a bodega which are generally more owner operated than than grocery stores is like well, also the woman literally says it's her bodega. Yeah. And the guy's like, Malcolm's talking about how his dog's different and everything. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, well, he sit and stay. And he's like, yeah. So the owner, well, the manager, has Malcolm prove it. And he's like, 
good. He can sit and stay. Then he can sit and stay out here. Yeah, this this is worth a tiny bit of a chuckle because obviously, like, it's coming from a mile away. Like, you can tell from the beginning of the conversation where this is going. Yeah, that's why it didn't do anything to me. Yeah. I was not expecting this guy to just randomly start petting a child. Again, that doesn't sound right. I'm going to have to stop saying that. <laughs> that sentence is the best sentence that we, we've ever said on this podcast if you just take it out of the context. Probably not. We probably just had some really weird shit during some other episodes, but I don't know. Anyways, Malcolm ends up tying Bruno to a tree, mm-hmm. and he heads inside to find some turkey. Yeah. He makes a weird pass at a woman. Yeah. Honestly, the, the entire time inside, inside the store does nothing for me. Yeah. It's just boring. Then and he heads up to the cash register. Yeah. And which, we'll- just before that, we see a kid outside taking interest in the dog. Mm-hmm. He, in, um, in the kid Bruno. goes up to the Bruno and starts petting him. Yeah. And then we come back inside. And we get to the cash register, and there's only one aisle open because there's always only one lane open in the cash register. Especially when you're in a hurry. Yep. And the woman in front of him, instead of like unloading doing her, her transaction, is doing her makeup in the grocery line. Yeah. And so, he calls her out on it, which rightfully so. Yeah. He, he calls her out with the like kind of shitty line about how this isn't her bedroom. Yeah. I mean, eh. Yeah. Um, and then he briefly sees through all like the papers in the window of someone messing with his dog, so he just sets the meat down and runs outside. Yeah, and then he chases this kid who has stolen his dog. Yep. And he eventually catches up with the kid. And he's just like, what the fuck's wrong with you? You just stole my dog. Why the fuck did you steal my dog? And the kid's like, no, I didn't. It's my dog. It's like, I just fucking saw you. No, it's my dog. And then this guy driving by turns up his music, and the kid starts dancing. And... Malcolm gets into an argument with the kid's father, and the kid's father vaguely threatens to assault Malcolm, up, yeah. Malcolm, and that's the end of this walk, and he doesn't get the turkey, and he goes home. And he's at home, he's just talking to Bruno, he's like, Bruno, you can't embarrass me like that. When I say lay down, you gotta lay down. No, 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 you know, because this this is also a great line taken out of context. He doesn't say lay down, he says, Bruno, when I tell you to go down, you gotta go down. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he he tells Bruno to sit. He does it. He tells Bruno to go down. He doesn't. And then he says, "Charlie, go down." And he does. And then Mark Malcolm's just like, "Take my dog's name for me." Blah 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 blah. This isn't the end of it. Whatever. Yep. So we cut to the next day. He's back at the crosswalk. And he meets the guy from the day before. They start their obedience competition again. Except Malcolm starts it this time. He's like, "Bruno, sit." And the guy's like, "Angie, sit." Bruno, so far, so good. Go down. Bruno drops down, lays down. Yep. Angie, down. She lays down. Bruno, roll over. And Bruno rolls over. Then this guy tells Angie to roll over, and she doesn't. Fun fact, she doesn't. It's like we would have never seen that coming. Then Malcolm and Bruno cross the crosswalk while this guy yells at his dog for not rolling over. Yeah. We get a a shot that cuts back and forth between Malcolm and Malcolm walking Bruno and some other people. It's the grandmother... It's, and she's staring at him like with, with an angry eye. She yeah, upset. Malcolm and Bruno are just like walking, and Malcolm has like a smug, overconfident look on his face. And then Carl like steers the cart off of the sidewalk yeah. to let Bruno and Malcolm pass. Yeah. Everyone basically makes cray for them, but the entire time they're all kind of giving him a stink eye. Yep. And then Malcolm walks up to where Charlie is, ties Bruno to the fence there. And the guy yells out, "Yay! It's Charlie!" And then Bruno grab Malcolm grabs. Some type of wooden pole. 
it looks like a pole for a mop just with a mop head removed. Yeah, and then he swings it at the guy, Charlie, who's calling his dog Charlie. And the screen fades to black. With the obvious implication that he beat the dude with a broomstick. For calling his dog the wrong name on purpose. And that's episode one. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, honestly... It deserves an Emmy, right? Oh, no, 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 no. So the, the the show's a humor show, supposedly. I mean, I guess it has some observational humor about just certain types of dog owners, by which I mean the ones that just like dote on them and have no life outside of them. But it's not. There's nothing overtly funny about it. It has mildly, I guess, amusing moments. Not, not really, in my opinion. There isn't anything about this fo- about the show to catch my attention at all. Yeah, for me, the show was just very meh. I know it's supposed to be a comedy, and it was even, as I've said three times now, nominated for Best Short-Form Comedy of 2019 for, for an Emmy, but the show doesn't, like, feel comedic. Like, No. It's got a very slice-of-life vibe going, but I just don't give a shit about the characters. No, because there is no characterization to anybody. It's just a dog owner who's obsessed over his dog. That's basically it. I know nothing about Malcolm or Bruno or why I should care about them. Yeah, no. Other than that, Malcolm definitely has some social issues, like dealing with people, because he literally just can't. Yeah. So, episode one's over. Would you watch episode two if you didn't have to? No. I'm in the same boat. I don't want to watch any more of the show. There's no reason to fortunately though we have to watch another episode of the show that's our gimmick episode two is entitled shit and run get it because it's like hit and run but, so, but it's not and it, dogs shit places and then people don't clean up after them that's but, the plot of the show by the way by the way, honestly that annoys me so much um oh yeah, yeah we live no. in an apartment complex and people just let their dogs shit and everywhere there's and don't this clean grassy up. area over by over between two of the apartment buildings and it's a nice little area, like... And it's a decent size, and, like, if you had kids, it'd be a decent spot for them to play. Except it wouldn't be, because of all the dog shit, because nobody cleans up after their fucking dogs. And no matter how much the fucking complex is like, hey, clean up after your fucking dogs, we know who you are. They haven't done shit about it. Yeah. Whether, uh, whether we're referring to the complex or the owners, no one cares. I... It annoys me so much. Yeah. Anyways, the woman from the previous episode, the one that Malcolm pet... He- the, the granddaughter of yeah. is getting her nails did and she's complaining to her manicurist and she's like I, I was paying the guy a compliment i talked about how cute his dog was and then he pet my kk which apparently is the name of the child that was pet last episode and the manicurist is like right on point she's like well maybe he was trying to make a point about how he views his dog as as important to him as you view your granddaughter to you and the lady's just like yeah but she's a person and then it's just like, to each their own. And the yeah. lady keeps going on about it. And it just seems like the manicurist is just like, my job here is just as any person in any form of beautician, like, filled, whether it's hair, nails, whatever, my job here is to concede and just agree with you because I'm not allowed to have my own personality. I have to pair it back what you want. She, she just gives up. Like, so she's like, yep, he's the worst. Yeah, she just gives up here. Um, we learned that Malcolm doesn't have a job. He's Supposedly, it's a rumor that he's just living off of a settlement. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to Malcolm. Who There's is... actually a decent transition here, though. Because mm. the lady is just getting ready to call him a piece of shh. And then we cut to a pile of dog shit on the sidewalk. And Malcolm is picking up the dog shit. And with... he's upset by it. 
Because it's not his dog shit. And someone just left their dog shit on the sidewalk. And left it left it sit there for other people. Yeah. I hate people that do this. I know I just talked about this. It's the fucking worst. But, okay, so I personally don't like dogs. I, I'm perfectly okay with somebody else's dog if I'm visiting them because typically at most I have to deal with their dog for like three, four hours at the very most. Yeah, and it's not yours to care about, so you can... So if it pees on the floor or pukes... Or does any of those other things dogs are likely to do? It's not my problem. Yeah. But I don't want my own dog because then I have to deal with it for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I have to clean up after its poop, clean up after its pee, clean up after its vomit. And I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. I don't like dogs in the long term. In the short term, they're nice. They're okay. Um, But I don't like other people's dogs when they don't clean the shit up after them and just let them shit all over the place. Like in the public areas of our apartment complex. Yeah. So Malcolm goes into like this pet store to talk to these guys. The owners or operators or employees thereof. And he's just asking if they know about anyone or if they've seen any dogs taking shits and no one's cleaning up after him. Yeah, so he's kind of investigating. He talks to these pet store owners. Then he goes talks to some kids. And, and the kids are just like, yeah, I've seen shit. I've seen a lot of shit. All kinds of shit goes down around here. I see shit on the daily. She's like, I mean, like, dog shit. Oh, yeah, no, none of that. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, and if you see something, let me know. And they kind of give him a look, and he's like, because the reward is bigger than just you. Dog shit ruins everybody's shoes. Yeah, and he's like, he points out, like, he's like, yeah, those nice shoes you got on, they're going to get ruined. And then the kids are like, yeah, we'll let you know. Like, they're immediately on board. They're just like, oh, yeah, he's right. My shoes will get ruined. Then Malcolm... While still trying to figure out whose dog is leaving these shits around the neighborhood, is accused by a man of his dog leaving this giant pile of shit that he just stepped in. Which, honestly, it's like a quarter of this dog size. Yeah, and they get into an argument, and this is this line is actually kind of funny. Kind of, yeah. Because the guy he's arguing with is a black man, and the guy goes, "I just know this shit doesn't happen in white neighborhoods." Yeah. And, and he scoffs and just, like, walks off. Yeah. That line was kind of funny. Yeah, kind of. And then Malcolm... Neither of them are really white. No, Malcolm, Malcolm appears to be of some Hispanic origin. And then, obviously, this guy's black. Yeah. So... So then Malcolm is back at that store, buying new bags to clean up dog shit, because he's a responsible dog owner, I think is what we're supposed to be getting from this episode. And they upsell him on these new organic bags. That are biodegradable, and uh, get the smell the moment they're scooped up. Yep. Um, but while he's here, he hears a guy talking on his Bluetooth headset. This hipster guy comes in with a Bluetooth headset on, a denim jacket, a manicured mustache, the stereotypical hipster glasses, rolled up salmon pants with blue and some salmon design socks, some low-cut sneakers, and a greyhound, a large greyhound dog. And a and floral he's print t-shirt. Yeah, and he's talking about how he just moved here from Minnesota. Yep. And I think. It's an in place. Yeah, it's a Minnesota. <laughs> it's a Minnesota. And really, he's like, whoever he's talking to, he's like kind of mocking Brooklyn, but also talk- uh, but also seems to be upselling to the person. Like, he's better than said person he's talking to because he's not wherever yeah. they are anymore. Yeah, this is where but Spike Jones. Then- yeah, this is where Spike Jones filmed all his movies, yeah. man. But he's also talking as if he's better than the people he's now living around because he's also not originally from there. Yeah. So he's just talking as if he's better than anyone all the way around. So Malcolm 
notices that this guy's new, notices he's a pretty big dog. It's a greyhound. The guy's buying a new thing of food, but he's not buying any Poop bags. bags. Yeah. I guess is what they are. Yeah. Is that what they're called? Dog owners. Let us know. Are they called poop bags? Because I have no idea. I prefer the term shit stores. Shit stores. Uh, no. I don't like the word stores. It doesn't roll off the tongue very well. Poop bag sounds better. Nah, I like mine. Anyways, though, so after guy buys his stuff, Malcolm stalks him. <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. But to be fair. It's like every stereotypical follow mission from a video game ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, every time this guy kind of thinks somebody's following him, he turns around and Malcolm dives behind something. Even though he was clearly there, and the guy just stares at it for a moment, and then turns back around. Yep, and so, eventually, the guy's greyhound takes a poop on the sidewalk, and the guy sits there and congratulates his dog. And then looks around to see if anyone's watching. And walks off. And then Malcolm jumps out from behind his cover. He's like, hey. And the guy looks at him. Looks at the shit. Looks at Malcolm. Drops his new bag of dog food. Drops into a three-point stance. It's a four-point stance. This dude... Oh, this, was it? I thought it was three. This dude takes a marathon. Yeah, runner, yeah. Like, it takes a sprinter stance. Yeah, I know. It was a four-point. I think I just put three-point down for some fucking reason. Drops into a four-point running stance. And then just takes off. Him and his dog. Because greyhounds be fast. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but greyhounds are stereotypically a fast dog. There's even an entire transit system for buses named after them yeah weird right greyhounds are stereotypically fast dogs yeah and this man is a fast man yes because malcolm and his tiny dog chase run give chase after this man and his big dog and they obviously can't keep up either because malcolm is not as physically fit as this hipster or because his dog's legs are too tiny they both seem exhausted when they stop i wonder how many scale miles per hour a pug would have to run to keep up with a greyhound. I don't know. Like, what the what the effective miles per hour for that pug is to keep up with a greyhound. Because, you know, if you're a small enough size... I, I know, I know. You could do the size, you could do the math, but I know you don't really want to. Maybe later. Do you really want to devote that much effort to something from this show? No, actually, I'm, I don't. You're right. Never mind. Yeah. I did devote that much effort to figuring out how, how, to figuring out how fast Rock Lee could run last night. Yeah, that was an issue. So... Malcolm is now at a friend's place, obsessing over the fact that this guy is letting his dog chill on the sidewalk and that he didn't catch him. If anyone is wondering, Rock Lee from Naruto can run at least 13,000 miles an hour. Yep. So you want to continue with this show? Yeah, let's continue with this. <laughs> yeah, so Malcolm's doing what now? Sorry. He's at his friend's place, still obsessing over all of this. Oh yeah, his, his friends are getting high. Yeah, that's right. I think just one of them was. No, they pass it back and forth. Okay, I didn't see them pass. I wasn't paying much attention. His friends are smoking a joint, and he's complaining to them, and they're like, yeah, but how do you know it's a dog's poop? Could just be a man taking a shit on the street, man. Yeah, I've seen man. I've seen human shit on the streets. And he's like, no, I I saw the dog do it. I I chased the guy who owns the dog. And they're like, I mean, but there could be worse things than dog dookie on the street. Yeah. And he's like, that's not the point. The point is that it's against the law. And then one of one of his friends starts going up, like, but does the dog know about the law? <laughs> like, That's actually a funny tangent. I don't, I don't think I actually heard that. Yeah, the guy, it's just before Malcolm cuts him off because he can't fucking 
pay attention to the guy. Because his dog is humpy. Because not Malcolm's dog, not Bruno. That his friend's dog Macho. Macho is humping his owner's leg. And the guy just doing nothing about it. And Malcolm is just like, you, you gotta you gotta put up resistance. You gotta tell him no, you gotta stop him. And he's like I don't wanna make him angry. And he's like, You can't be afraid of your own dog. And then he yells at the guy's dog, he's like, Macho, down and the dog just stops. Yeah. And he's like he never does it he never stops when I tell him to. Malcolm's just like, You have to be authoritative. And then the other other guy just to like guess show up his friend um, uh, to far, uh, further hammer home the point. He's just like, Macho, here. And the dog walks all the way to the other end of the couch with the other guy is and just looks up at him. Yep. So the dog is apparently capable of being well behaved. This guy is just not a good dog owner. And then Malcolm's like, I've talked to all my friends. None of them know anything about this guy or where he lives or anything like that. Maybe you should talk to your enemies. No, no, no. Oh, one of the guys is like, maybe you should try talking to your not, not friends. friends. And he's like, I've talked to strangers too. Like, no, 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 not friends. Then and, I think the other guy, yeah, is the other guy's like, like your enemies. enemies. And it's the stereotypical high friend advice that, like, obviously would never pan out in real life. But Malcolm's like, oh, okay, yes, I'm gonna go talk to my one enemy, the guy I beat up with a stick last episode, Charlie. And Charlie's like, why would I help you? You beat me up with a stick. Which is a very fair question. But then he just mentions he's trying to get the guy who's letting his dog generate. And Charlie's like, Charlie's immediately like, yeah, I know that guy. Rattles off where the guy lives. Like, before even getting into a story. And his story is just that he has new shoes. He stepped in dog shit with new shoes. Okay, so. That's, that's, that's simplifying it a lot. He has a pair of collector edition Air Forces. I think they're the PSNY Air Force shoes. Um, I don't know if you know anything about Air Force shoes. No, no, I know. They're actually really expensive, I know. Especially the collector's editions? Yeah, but I already know this guy doesn't actually give a shit about the shoes because he's wearing them. He may have bought more than one pair. Then it doesn't matter that he's The only person I know that collects shoes whenever they can buy two pair. Yeah, no, I realize. The way they can wear one and own the other. I know. Yeah, the only, like, they, they don't have, like, they don't have two pair of the Spider-Man Miles Morales shoes or two pair of the Vader and Luke shoes because those were super hard to get. But every other shoe they try to get. Only have, I have one real question. Did they own any of the Gundam shoes? I have no idea. I, I don't think so. Because I thought about getting them, but they were Japanese and I have very large feet. I have no idea. I was just curious. You can continue on about the show now, though. Oh, yeah. Um. So the guy stepped in giant dog dookie with his cut with his special edition shoes. Looked around, saw the guy ahead of him with his gray on. Greyhound still letting out letting out some Duke. Yep, he called out to the, he, he called out to the guy. And the guy just dropped into a stance and took off. And then Charlie's like, "Well, these calves lift his leg up, smacks the side of his leg, ran track ninety eight to two thousand, relay races and everything, bruh." So I took off after him with one shoe on. Couldn't exactly catch up, and now was like, "Why only one shoe?" And he's like, "Because if you step, it's, it's important that you stop after one step." When you step in shit. Or you're just going to keep pushing into the, the shit into the crevices. Yeah. Like she's entirely right. And everyone who's like cares about the shoes does that. Mm-hmm. You just fucking stop. And you're just like, fuck. Okay. Yep. And so eventually the two of them decide they're going to team up and go after this guy. Yeah, because Charlie couldn't keep up with him, but he still managed to follow him. So they go to this guy's house and wait for him to come out. And they are both holding, like, the mop sticks from last time. 
and they both run charge at this guy, swing their mop sticks, and the screen cuts to black. And end of episode. With the implication that they beat the shit out of the man because his dog shit everywhere. Yep. To be fair, nice. It's vigilante justice. He broke the law. He did break the law. They are vigilantes. They are technically vigilantes. They took the law into their own hand. The show is about the birth of a vigilante. Phoenix Jones would be proud of them. Who? I think his name is Phoenix Jones. Are yeah. you referring... Yeah, Phoenix Jones would be proud of them. Is that the guy who was uh, his own Yeah, vi- it, in Seattle he was a vigilante and then okay. his vigilante group kind of fell apart and then he became an MMA fighter. Yeah, because didn't his vigilante group fall into the pitfalls of comic book superheroes where they just fucked each other and pissed each other off? Yeah, and then... After he finished doing some MMA stuff. That's what I thought. (laughs) He became a drug dealer only to try to sell drugs to a cop. And it's amazing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. If anybody doesn't know about Phoenix Jones, you should look up the story of Phoenix Jones. In fact, there's actually an excellent podcast that's not ours that you should go listen to an episode of. It's called Deep Cuts. And they have an episode where they deep dive on Phoenix Jones and the story behind the man. It's, it's kind of simultaneously sad and hilarious. But yeah, this show is just the, the dawn of... Eight. Malcolm. And Charlie, the New York Vigilantes. The Brooklyn Vigilantes. But yeah, what do you think of the show, Justice? What's your final takeaways on this? My takeaways are the same I had at the end of the first episode. I mean, arguably there's some observational humor going on here. But I've always been a person to find observational humor dry and unentertaining... Which is saying something, because I often find dry humor in general. I don't know, Curb Your Enthusiasm is pretty good. I was about to say, I find I often find dry humor pretty good. But this is boring observational humor. Because it's about one very specific topic that isn't very funny. That's 100% true. And as such, I don't want to watch any more of it. Yeah, the show is kind of just lame. Like, I don't want to be too rude about it, but show's lame. I have to agree. I mean, if you like observational humor and you can heavily relate to that of a dog owner or you find just owning a pet in general, for some reason, substantially funny, (laughs) I guess the show might be for you. I find that concept funny. The idea of a person (laughs) finding owning pets funny. I mean, if that's that's you, the show was made for you. Yeah, I mean, like, there are people that the show might appeal to, I guess. Clearly, it, it had some groundswell at some point. Yeah, it got it got nominated for an Emmy for Best Short Form Humor. Best Short Honestly, Form Comedy. Honestly, though, given what we generally know about any movie award system or television show award system, does that really prove anything about the show itself? No, it means whoever made it, Netflix in this case, paid money to get its name in yeah. the mix. Like, don't get me wrong, awards do have some merit, but not large award shows anymore. That's fair. I, I do think episode two is better than episode one. I don't know. Phantom Menace is still better, in my opinion. Oh, wait, we're talking about this. Show. If we're talking about Star Wars, I 100% <laughs> think episode two is better than episode Oh, one. no, I fucking agree. Episode two is my favorite of the prequels, but no. Which is actually a kind of controversial take, because from what I understand, Revenge of the Sith is the best of the prequels. I agree with you. I think episode two... I think episode two does some fun world building stuff that I enjoy. There's a lot of Anakin wanting, but... Also, I mean, Mace Windu doesn't die in episode two, so you know it's better. Exactly. So, anyways, though, back to the show. Uh, yeah, I... 
I'm gonna give this a heavy do not watch. Like, there, I, I don't think this is recommendable to like literally anybody. I think my level recommender is a uh, sit, stay, don't watch. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this has been Copilots, and before we head out, I just want to remind you that if you leave a review on iTunes, we will read that out at this part of the show. At the end of the show, we will read out your reviews on iTunes. Did we check for that before we did this episode? I did. Okay, cool. Hunters is still the only review we have. Other people, get on that. We have three five-star ratings. Nice, nice. That's my five-star rating, your five-star rating, Did did I do one? And Hunter. Oh, you didn't? I don't think I did. So that's my five-star rating, Hunter's five-star rating, and somebody else gave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you, random person that gave us a five-star rating and no review. I would I, lo- I would it. love you more if you gave us a review. I will never tell you that my love is conditional. My love is con- incredibly conditional. If you don't listen to the podcast, but I'm I also love nev- you. I'm also never going to tell you that it's unconditional. <laughs> um, anyways, if you want to reach out to us, you can do that at copilotsreview at gmail.com. You did you forget the Twitter handle again? At Copilot's Review. You can find us on Twitter at Copilot's Review. Or you can, You took my fucking Gmail line. <laughs> <laughs> or you can find us at copilotsreview.simplecast.com. You can find the entire podcast there every episode. And you can at, find all a link to all of our socials, whether it be the Twitter, our email, or, or our Discord. Which I recently found out I can make a link for Discord that's actually pronounceable. I didn't do that for this week, but for the 12th, that'll be a thing. We'll have a Discord link that you can actually say out loud. I mean, you can say the other one out loud. It's possible. No, it's not. I wouldn't suggest it, but it's possible. Anyways, this has been Copilot's Review. Thank you. Please, fly again soon. Bye.